Filthy casuals, man. We're going to do a, a 248 full breakdown today. Hit the main card. And uh, we got to do one from the prelims, too. We're going to do the O'Malley fight because uh, you actually put him on my, my radar way back when he's coming off the Contender Series. And I've been hyped ever since. Been through a bunch of shit since then. Nothing too crazy in in the rest of the, the MMA world. There's... Uh, just a normal shit. Like, uh, we were just talking about it. Nate tweeting some shit at Connor about, oh, you're going to be so active in 2020 and whatever. Just throwing shade. Look, Connor's waiting to see if he can fill in for the Khabib-Tony fight. We missed that in one of our previous breakdowns. That's why I wanted to bring it up real quick. But he, that, that makes perfect sense. Like, definitely. I think it's the perfect move for Connor because that would be his in right there for his Khabib rematch or... For him to be like, I have the belt if they could be pulled out because of a weight cut or some shit. So, yeah, like yeah. why why not wait? I mean, it, yeah, it's perfect. yeah. Why book a fight when yeah a month from now? Like Dana already said that the Connor Khabib fight's gonna happen. Um, Khabib seems to think otherwise, but I don't know. I mean, why not if you're Khabib? Uh, Being real, and I might be wrong on this. And Khabib is obviously he's a, a global star at this point. He's a, the one of the best fighters ever established in every single way. But he doesn't have. I don't think a lot of the stuff him talking shit about, like there's something about him wanting a hundred million dollars to fight. I don't remember if it was Conor or Floyd or whatever. And then saying he wants Floyd in a boxing match and an MMA match, like shit that would never happen. I'm pretty sure that's all just Ali. I don't know. Khabib, like I know Khabib probably. probably does and have a well-deserved ego at this point but i don't like some of the stuff that comes out from him seems like very out of character and i'm pretty sure it's just ali so i don't give anything to that and i'm it seems like khabib will go he'll he'll fight whatever contender the ufc wants him to yes he's gonna use his leverage and get paid and all that but and that's ali's side that's the management so yeah i think it, it makes perfect sense for connor to wait Hopefully that fight goes ahead just because it's such a great matchup. I don't even want to get nervous about that possibly not happening. <laughs> but it's um, still smart for Connor to to wait on that, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, it'd be interesting because doesn't Ali manage Gaethje and, yeah. um, and Khabib? Yep. Um, they have said that they would fight each other in like a very respectful way. Like They obviously have no issues. Yeah. They've you seen them in a room together many times, but they have said that they would. And that, that I'm glad you brought that up, man, because the interesting thing on that is a lot of people, especially UFC fighters, seem to think Gaethje is probably second to Tony is the best potential matchup to give Khabib problems. Right. And that's, uh, that's a whole other topic, but we will get into that for sure if there's any real possibility of that happening, because it is interesting. But it's really the, the real quick summary of it is Gaethje is a high-level wrestler, but he doesn't ever really use it. We're going to be talking a lot about that when we get to the, the main event with Romero later. So who knows? But that would be a, it would be an in- interesting one for sure. For, of course, the stylistic matchup, but also because they're, they're, I don't think they're like super close friends, but they're close as far as the management team and all that. Yeah, but, yeah I'd like to see that fight ultimately. I mean, if... If Khabib doesn't want to fight um, Connor or whatever, but I think he'll obviously be forced forced to, assuming he gets the win. No. I don't think he's going to. But um, oh, also, bro, uh, just to switch topics real quick before we get into the breakdown, because we talked about it on on the last one we did. But the uh, 
that's the Mission Underground with Craig Jones, Nicky Rod, Versa, uh, I think it was Vinny Magnales, and another real high-level black belt, I think a 10th Planet guy. They did that tag team thing. I watched it back yesterday. Yeah. I'd seen the whole match. But that was frustrating as fuck, man. I could Dude, like, Nicky you... was so mad. They were just playing the game. Yeah. I do understand, like, especially in grappling, you need to get paid, so it makes sense to, to be strategic and get your money. But as far as how that tag team was set up, as a spectator, it was trash. Dude, you, yeah, you can even hear people in the crowd, which I assume a lot of the people in the crowd are peop- all people who are at these at the same camps and like training facilities as the as all the other people competing, and you could hear the crowd like fucking yeah, they were not happy with that it, shit. Yeah, and um, but again, I think that was the first time that Shale had done that uh, the tag team thing. So it was the first time they did it. He obviously is going to change the rule set. Uh, the next time they do it but yeah super bitch made it did you hear did you watch the interview after when nikki rod was like <laughs> i actually i didn't watch what he said uh he basically was just like man fuck those bitches like i'm gonna see them <laughs> soon like well, yeah, all fucking jersey fucking meathead shit <laughs> Vinny's one of the best jujitsu guys out there super respected also known as a guy not to fuck around with and nikki was just getting a little frustrated and he he was throwing going reaching for for like a collar tie and shit, like yeah. standard wrestling stuff. And Vinny kept getting mad, like he was slapping him. He wasn't trying to slap him. Like there's a big difference between aggressively trying to grab someone's head and arm to control and just like throwing an open, like a, a Stockton slap at him and being disrespectful. You yeah. know what I mean, and I didn't feel like Nikki was being disrespectful at all. It was just, he was just getting a little frustrated and then he leans on his wrestling <laughs> a little more, which is reasonable. He also like, it happens in jujitsu matches. He did a few and Vinny's just sitting there on his ass like waiting to try to pull guard and staying right next to the guy that he could tag in which he didn't tag him in the whole match so like why did he have to stay <laughs> right in front of him and not yeah not, that was annoying as fuck but right Nick, he just gave him like the two-hand chest shove a few times doesn't do any it didn't do anything <clears throat> for the position he just resets real quick but it was just kind of a little like fuck let's do something man <laughs> I can't remember the dude's name, but how suspect was it when it was uh, Nikki's turn to uh, to play to fend off the uh, the seatbelt? He wanted to wipe uh, him off tie. the towel. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, gonna bring that up. That pissed me the fuck off. And Nikki was like, dude. "No, we're not." Yo, I just went eight minutes <laughs> with one of the best guys in the world, and that and was the dude. Yeah, more of a disadvantage. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, ref, that ref was like a little questionable for sure. Definitely. The other thing I didn't like, and I think this is just going to develop as the rule set comes. So on those escapes, when they, they start, one guy starts on the back and you have to escape. It's something about like how you twist your shoulders out. But half of them, it was like the ref called it. It didn't look like he was out at all. It looked like he sh- just still should get ride time for that. And then some of them, they were like, he's not out when it looked like he was out. I thought if you like, yeah, so I, I just probably just don't understand it fully but it was annoying as as fuck as a spectator but like you said i would i would bet chael recognizes that and tweaks the rules going forward because some tag team shit should be dope but i would say probably have the guy who has to tag in outside the cage and he can only verbally tag in to the ref when they're in a stalled position so say and that would put it on the guys competing like if you want to tag the guy in you have to be say, have the guy fully in your guard with nothing, a pass not about to happen, or in, in side control or something like that. Like, you have to get to a stall position, then you can be like, all right. The same way, like, you know, a lot of jiu-jitsu matches are open mat, and 
when they get to the edge of it, they reset them in the same position. Right, right. Like that. So it basically when you get and they'll let them go as far as they can, unless they're going to fall off a fucking platform or some shit. But when they get to the edge, you're like, all right, this guy had a, an overhook here and, and this control, whatever, and they reset them in the same position. If you get to a position like that, then you could be like, all right, I want to tag the other guy in. And yeah. Just, sitting by him and, like, I don't even know what, what he was planning on. If he got in a bad position, he was going to reach out and, like, tag him and be like, all right, you're in. Or I, I don't know, because it didn't happen how that would work. But right. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't figure out um, the strategy. Like really, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of kinks to work out with that. But it, it was fun. That was the first one that I had watched, um, and I liked it. I mean, it's obviously because they had Perry and and Al on there as well. But the fact, yeah, the fact that it's subs only, um, I like that. Uh, obviously, didn't really work out for the main event, but all the other ones were really fun to watch. Um, well, and especially that was when it's only eight just, minutes. Yeah, the matchup. Like, if Nikki and Craig were going against anyone else, it probably would have been an amazing main event. So, right. Yeah, we'll we'll just see how that that goes forward. And as we mentioned last time, we definitely want to follow some grappling stuff and and do some some breakdowns and commentary on that too. But yo, I'm I'm so fucking hyped for two forty eight. I've heard there's a little bit of shade thrown at this card. It's like, oh, the card's not great. I think it's a pretty fucking good card yeah it's not like stacked all the way through but good matchups and as far the two the main events are joanna and versus zhang and then of course izzy and romero they're just fire so i'm hyped on that and yeah let's just get right into it so like i said we're gonna do one the the main on the prelims is o'malley versus how the fuck do you say this guy's quinones <laughs> and yeah quinones yeah I'm gonna, jose uh, apologies quinones. to him because i'm gonna butcher that i'll try to just call him jose but i don't feel too bad because i did watch his two fights in the ufc last night and buffer butchered his name <laughs> oh god when he announced him <laughs> so i don't feel <laughs> that bad but yeah so those those two fights so first we obviously we're going to be focused on o'malley He's been out almost two years with a bullshit picogram suspension and a little biased as a fan, but but I believe it was the exact same substance that Nate tested for. And then Nate was when he was like, fuck you, fix it or I'm not fighting again. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, for sure. It's fine. Contaminated stuff when we're good. If anyone <laughs> isn't on PEDs, it's O'Malley. Like, he just not. He, and he did. He got a contaminated supplement. And it does, unfortunately, seem to confirm this weird pulsing shit. Because he has... I've had, he, he does a, a dope little podcast with his... Uh, I don't know if it's his head coach trainer. It's like his best friend who's brought him up the whole way through his career. They linked up early on. He, like, really brought him into MMA. He's a jiu-jitsu teacher. I know he's fought... I think he had some ufc fights but it might have been other promotions names tim something i don't is know it is it tim welch? tim welch yeah i think you're right yeah. he's a redhead guy so uh, their their little podcast which is is really just getting better and better they have some <laughs> great interviews a lot of wide variety of people it's called like the timbo and sugar show and they they have that i think it's mainly on youtube but yeah if anyone's interested i would recommend that one it's a, a nice dope little show so o'malley's talked about it he's like so I tested completely clear. Then a couple months later, I tested like 30 picograms and he was at 15. So it is that shit does fluctuate up and down these tiny trace amounts of something that could give him no benefit. 
complete bullshit. So what it seems like he got suspended once by USADA. Then I think USADA was like, all right, we're good. This is a picogram issue. We're going to let you fight. And then I think it was Nevada or another state's athletic commission was like, oh, no, you have drugs in your system. You can't fight when he was supposed to come back last time. So it's dragged out so long because I've been listening to that show and and I've just been following, trying trying to see when he might be back and shit. He had, he's been putting in crazy amounts of work on all sides. So a lot of jujitsu grappling. Of course, he's he's a, a really good striker, very dynamic, flashy, all the shit you want in a young up-and-coming guy. The reason why he was picked off the contender series. Also seems to be putting more focus on strength and conditioning with a really good coach too, which would be huge for a guy like that. So O'Malley's like a six-foot bantamweight. So... He might be 5'11", but he's a, a really tall, thin guy, so getting a little extra strength, especially to help his grappling and wrestling and everything, and probably add a little more power to his strikes, too, I think are all going to work in his favor. As far as Jose goes, so he's a, a, a solid fighter, man. I, hadn't, I had to watch those two fights because I hadn't seen him fight, at least didn't remember off the top. Good striker. He did one of his fights, the guy who... who he clearly wasn't focused on the ground. He wanted to stand the feet. Stood up with him a little. Took pretty easy takedown, and then put him work on the ground. I don't. See yeah, his ground game seems to be seems to be uh, kind of his bread slick. and butter. Like, but he, yeah, he like seems just be level rounded overall. But his ground game seems yeah, like to a be. a good MMA fighter for sure. And you never know because he's another young guy, and he's I believe he's training. I don't know if he's there all the time, but I definitely heard that he's training at Alliance uh, Dominic's gym. So he's around. He's around good guys. There was a a few clips of coaches saying that he's just making crazy progress. So you never know with a guy like that he could make a huge step each uh, each fight. Could add it completely different aspect to his game some shit like that but as far as what i can tell from the matchup o'malley's a much better striker with a much longer he has great movement good luck taking him down if you do he's going to be a problem on the ground like i said he's his best friend and i think who's also his head coach i don't know if technically has a different head coach or what is a jujitsu teacher so they're going hard on that all the time he, I would expect O'Malley to pull off some crazy submissions throughout his career. We'll just see if that plays out. But we, so we already know he's a great striker, solid knockout power, like good kicks, great boxing, and very elusive with the movement. So I think he pieces him up on the feet. I think that guy tries to take him down, probably fails if he does get a takedown, like he times it perfect because he did. He showed that a few times. He was good at timing takedowns as he'd get into little striking exchanges and then throw a takedown in a, at the perfect time so that was i was impressed with that i think o'malley either gets a submission off his back or gets up whenever he wants and goes right back to it so i would expect uh, a sean o'malley finish in this fight probably in the the second or third round because it does seem like quinones is a, a tough guy and like you said very well rounded he's not gonna be an easy guy to finish by any means but i'm going o'malley all day on this I don't know what the odds are on that one, man. I don't know if you have it ahead of you. I would expect O'Malley to be a pretty heavy favorite. Yeah, I haven't seen the odds. I can pull it up. Um, but yeah, I would have to think O'Malley would be the favorite. Uh, Canones, he's, yeah, like I said, he's he's a solid overall uh, fighter, heavy grappler, um, throws lots of kicks. 
So I it'll be it'll be a good back and forth fight for sure. Um, a great fight to to round out the prelims. But I would I would have to go O'Malley as well. I think he he's very technical, and I think in a in a three round fight where he can really let it go. And especially since he's been out for what, two years now. I mean, yep. he's, he's, he's coming in there full of energy, man. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. He's fucking and really, yeah. you know what I mean? He wants to, to get back that lost time. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, and I believe it was on one of the embedded. Um, yeah. His friend, uh, Tim Welch was saying that they've been working a lot on his takedown defense. And I think if, um, you know, he finds himself against the cage or wherever. Uh, hopefully we get to see him implement that because if anything, that's kind of, you know, the one spot you could say he needs to improve. And outside of that, th- you can't really say much. Um, yeah, it's just, and I, the sky's the limit with him right now. Yeah, man. I mean, that's stupid talented. That Bantamweight division is arguably um just as good as any other division right now i mean you have the bantamweight featherweight lightweight is stacked um those those three are are really driving uh the ufc right now oh that shit that jan tweeted out earlier i sent it to you hilarious he they just got a it's him and aljo right gotta have a, a fight line up and he tweets at, at henry so loser gets the the title shot <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's great yeah perfect yeah, Jan's funny as fuck man I mean just each I'm excited for for his next match when yeah bantamweight is looking good overall and you um, never know flyweight goes away it might be even more stacked soon not that there's any one in particular but there's just it'd be a lot right. more guys in the mix if they are forced to move up um yeah O'Malley is it's looking like a minus 350 favorite yeah um yeah I mean I'll, if I have to go with a prediction um yeah i uh i don't know i'll probably go i'll probably go uh decision o'malley uh mm-hmm. yeah it's tough to say they're both they're both pretty elusive guys and pretty light on their feet um and i mean you know if canonas finds himself in a tough position you can always resort to the wrestling uh until so the gra- it could get pretty grappling heavy against the cage um which is never fun when you have a guy like O'Malley. You really want to yeah. see him see him let it fly. Um, but I can't remember who I was watching Canona's fight. Um, but it was another guy who had a lot of power for the Bantamweight division. Was it that uh, short, kind of stocky guy? Another South American dude? That's what... No, it wasn't him. It was that... Oh God, I can't remember his name. Um... Shit, it's gonna bug me. But either way, it was a guy who had who had really legit uh, power for the bantamweight division. And right out the gate, the game plan was just to get him against the cage, ultimately to tire him out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to take some take some heat off the shots. But I, yeah, I mean, hopefully we do get to see O'Malley in a in a clinch position, um, so we can show some of the takedown defense and grappling work that he's been putting in. Uh, but realistically, yeah, I have O'Malley coming away with with the win um yeah i like i said i think uh a ko or a tko in the second or third but as a fan i'm hoping o'malley goes and starches him in like 30 seconds so he can fight again in two months and then yeah. this could be his year for sure but we'll see i am i'm very hyped on his career we'll see how it goes going forward but 
this is a it's a good test and it's definitely not an easy fight for either of them so yeah we'll just have to see how that goes but a great great headliner for the prelims so yeah on to the main card man first just real quick to mention it i guess Derek brunson was supposed to fight Edmund, that guy who trains from Ronda's camp. It's funny that he has the same name spelled differently as that fucking coach there. But he oh, yeah, is, the Shabazian guy. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a He a has a lot of fight. fight. Yeah, and he, yeah, 11-0, and Brunson's the kind of guy you want to match up with someone like that to see if he's a real contender or not, and it definitely seems like he is, but yeah. I'm sure we'll see him scheduled again soon. I didn't hear, I think it was an injury that he pulled out for i didn't hear what it was so hopefully it's nothing like too serious no surgery or anything so he can can get back in there soon but yeah not really worth breaking down that one just because it uh that fight unfortunately will not be happening on this card so the first one on the main card is going to be the brazilian cowboy alex Oliveira versus max griffin I, I don't have too much to say on this one. I think it's probably going to be a brawl, man, and it could be anyone's fight. I think they're just going to go in and scrap. Just that—that's kind of the style both those guys bring, and we'll we'll see how it goes. It's a a good good fight to have on to to start off a main card, though. I'm not mad at the matchup at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you'll probably see both of these guys go for broke in some way. Yeah. I mean, Max Griffin is three and five. In his last eight fights, um, you know, he has losses to Colby Covington, uh, Tiago Alves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see much out of him. Uh, he seems, you know, like he, he knows what he's doing and he seems not, I wouldn't say well-rounded, but he can hold his own with with some legit guys. Um, sure. And same thing with Oliveira. I mean, he's lost his last three, uh, you know, with one against Mike Perry um i think that nicholas dalby guy that's that's another dude just on a tangent um i kind of want to keep an eye on uh because that fight that he had against Oliveira, he looked like really legit um i think he's i think he's another new zealand guy but i could be wrong um but yeah uh three losses in a row so you could almost argue these guys might be fighting uh for their ufc contracts yeah so it could be it could be uh some fireworks it's either probably... going to be a brawl or a sleeper, you know what I mean? They're both going to fight conservative. They don't want to so, lose, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, I don't expect that from either of those guys, but that can definitely happen when you are fighting for, for your your future paychecks, too. So, um, Oliver what... is the minus 215 favorite in that, by the way, roughly. Uh, so, mm. it's not... You know, it's kind of up in the air, but I would have Oliveira. I think he's, he's the more explosive athletic guy, Um so mm-hmm. I'd, probably, I'd probably pick him for that one yeah same i was leaning towards him but i would honestly i would consider that about uh about split for i'm not going to even make a prediction because i think they're just going to go in and throw and someone's going to get caught so it'll be a fun yeah. fight to watch for sure yeah. but nothing uh <laughs> nothing too interesting to go into as far as a breakdown on that so the next one neil magny against lee jing lang <laughs> sure it's not that but i'll get the point <laughs> so <laughs> i'm i'm going magni all day on this man and a little biased because he does show up at the gym i train at sometimes to uh get in wrestling work 
seeing him in person, I'm just impressed about how big of a guy Magny is. Because you can always, like, he yeah, usually has a height advantage on people, and he's known for his crazy cardio. He's fucking big, man. I have no idea what he actually weighs in. When I see him, he looks well over 200 pounds to me. Yeah. So, who knows? He's what, 6'1"? Six, 6'2"? Six, yes. Might even be 6'2 or 6'3". Like, he's a, a tall guy. I'll pull that up right here. But as far as his his skill set and his cardio, he's another really well-rounded guy. So, he's 6'2". And we'll just see... I think this is more going to be more of the uh, the chess match. Who brings the better game plan? Because Magny's so established, you do you kind of know what you have to do to to beat him. I don't know what level of striker Lee is. Obviously, he's proficient if he's in the UFC, so they match up pretty perfectly. This guy, the the guy Magny's fighting, is six feet. There, he's thirty one. Magny's thirty two. So the reach of course, is. Magny, yeah, I'll have a reach the advantage, big. but yeah. honestly, man, I don't put as much in reach as they usually, like, they always hype that up, especially when they're announcing fighters, oh, he's got, like, so many, and I know that is a big reach advantage, so it could could play a larger role than I think, but it's about how you use the reach, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. also, reach is just a weird measurement, because some guys can have a longer reach, but their frame doesn't allow them to use it like that, and yes, Magny's a rangy guy, but I don't see it being like giving him the crazy advantage the only one who we get gets that crazy advantage with the reach is john because he uses it to the max like perfectly so people with a long reach should just be studying how what john does and trying to use it to their advantage but magni's real advantage is crazy cardio so i i would expect him to just put on a, a high pace like he always does and outside of getting clipped getting a decision over this guy um yeah it'll i'm interested because magni hasn't fought in about a year and a half uh it's been a while and his last fight ended uh he got ko'd i don't remember who it was um but it's been a while since he's fought he's a plus 140 underdog in this so it looks like the the odds makers are are yeah. agreeing with you there they're just not sure it'll just be it, it'll, it'll really just depend who shows up i know you could say that for any fight but yeah this is another one similar to the last fight just different styles for sure that i think it could really be anyone's fight but i'm going for magni all day i would say magni by decision um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go the other way i'm gonna take uh lee jing liang uh yeah, he's seven and one in the last eight. Five of them are KOs. Um, okay. Has a lot of power. Uh, he was actually supposed to fight. Um, I noticed he was supposed to fight Alex Oliveira, actually, mm-hmm. last year. Uh, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, from what I saw out of uh, Lee was that, you know, definitely a lot of power for that 170 class. Um and has has pretty has a pretty solid um, boxing base, so mm-hmm. it'll be tough, man. Because knowing that Magny's coming off a KO loss, you know, almost you know a year and a half ago, he's really not going to want to get knocked out again after taking a layoff like that. So True. yeah, um, and that's always a factor. And you know, so. if you have a guy who has a high pace like that, you got to wonder you know, how conservative is, is he going to be? Um, and how, how much of a risk is he going to be willing to take? So it could, 
I don't know. It could potentially be a pretty boring fight um, if, you know, Magny is really trying to avoid... I mean, obviously, everyone's trying to get avoid getting knocked out, but... Yeah, but if he's um, trying to stay on his bike and use the cardio yeah, really to yeah. his advantage, I know what you mean, right. Well, so... Right, the, like, yeah, wherever his confidence is, I, I guess, will kind of be the question. Um, right. I don't know. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Uh, Jing Liang in, in the first round with a KO. Yeah, get a quick KO. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, and after a long layoff, that can can definitely happen to guys. I I just looked up Lee's record. His nickname's the Leech, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Shit <laughs> makes me like him a little more. I'm still going Magni all day on this one, but that is that's fucking funny. So we'll see. That's I'm interested too because we'll see if Lee say does go out and get a. A quick KO, he'll be someone to watch in the future. So, yeah. Um, yo, before we move on, see that shit? Fucking Yam Rice on my birthday. Oh, shit, bro. That's who he's matched. Yes, yeah. I was thinking Aljo, but yeah, that's the matchup. Fuck, man. That's uh, that's fire. That's going to be such a good fight. So, yeah. Peter Yan versus Marlon Marais. That's just Oh yeah, I didn't even see that in I was just looking at uh Yan's I for whatever reason, yeah, thought that fucking Aljo and Yan were fighting and when he said loser get the title shot, that's what yeah, he I meant. Did. Yeah, I didn't I even did see the fucking bottom part, dude, that it was Marais. Yeah, that's uh that's dope. That's such dude, a good fight, man. That dude. is shit. Well, but, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Petter Jan fan, <laughs> despite Jordan. not being able to say his name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I want a, a Petter shirt. <laughs> oh, but yeah, back to back at this card. So the next one we got Drakkar Close and Benil Darius. So. Close is a guy, I've already been impressed with what he's done. I think he only has one loss. Each fight, he exceeds my expectations, so I don't want to pick against him. I'm leaning towards the vet with Dariush in this. And he, I mean, crazy high-level jiu-jitsu, so I'm going to say he probably catches Close with something. And Dakar, he seems like a a very well-rounded fighter, too, who's improving each fight making big steps so he could absolutely get it done in any way i wouldn't be surprised if he gets a knockout tko submission whatever submission probably being the least likely but even though dariush is he's a really uh, high level and highly decorated jiu-jitsu black belt he's won a few world titles and that kind of shit he has like kiesa submitted him in their matchup and that was a while back so it's not like he, he's not like a damian mile like no one's fucking with this jiu-jitsu so i think i do think dariush is going to get it done with a submission if it goes to decision i'll probably go with close i think he might i think his his output will be a little bit higher if it does does go all three rounds yeah i mean odds maker have this one at uh it's pretty even man uh you know, Dariush is a 155, so it's that's it's pretty, basically that. Yeah, that means pretty pretty much now. even. Um, who would yeah. you take for this one? I don't know, man. It's tough because uh, you know, close seems to be 
again, very technically sound and just overall well-rounded. Uh, six out of his last seven have been unanimous decisions. So he's not really a guy who's going to go out there um, and throw some bombs. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he can put people to sleep. Um, yeah, he's going to put a high work rate seems to be his thing. Yeah, and being like just solid seems, in every area. Right, yeah, he just doesn't really seem to have a spot where he... Um, you know, gets gets tested all that much, and maybe we'll see with with the the, the jujitsu from Dariush. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's tough to say because I don't know if you watched the Bobby Green fight uh, with I think it was Drakkar Close, um, but Dariush was actually supposed to fight Bobby Green as well, and I was like trying to find like a common a common opponent that they both had and both of them were actually supposed to fight last year in July. But uh, I guess Dariush pulled out for, for some medical reason or something like that. Um, but yeah, they both to me seem to be very even for the most part, as far as their skill sets. But I think the fact that close six out of seven have been unanimous decisions and you're not really providing Dariush with, um, too much to worry about as far as getting getting finished on the feet or anything like that. I think he'll probably take a lot of risks um, and try and get some sort of su- submission in the end. Yep. Um, I do. I see this one being a great fight, which whichever way it goes, I do. I think it's going to be fun. Like, I think Dariushi is going to throw some submissions for sure. I think Drakkar is going to go after him, stay right in his face. So I do think it'll be a, a good fight, but. I don't know. As much as I'm, I'm going to stick with that pick of, of Dariush by decision, that's it, it could go anyway in this one. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of. Are either of them ranked? Uh, close might be because I know that he said something about calling out Dan Hooker. I believe if he gets a win, which mm. I don't know. I mean. That doesn't really That's excite an me all that much. Fallout. And yeah, Hooker's, Hooker's looking for a, a title, so I don't see that yeah. happening. Unless, the only way is if if Close uh, like starched him with a highlight reel KO and got a bunch of hype. Yeah, which I mean, obviously again, he can do it, but if, I don't know, six out of your last seven have just been decisions, it seems to be, you must be, you know going heavy on the point fighting uh, and just kind of trying to wear your opponent out in the end. Um, yep. Which I mean, there's, you know, there's plenty of champions who do that. Uh, DC and Khabib are both guys who are grinders and they, they, uh, they yeah. can, they can put that on people. So we'll, see, that if, is, we'll see if yeah, you can maintain legit. that. Cardio is every bit uh, as of a, a technique or a weapon, if you will, as anything else. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, nothing against guys who do that whatsoever, but it would be interesting to see more guys doing it in a well-rounded way as opposed to just a purely grappling-based approach. More what a uh, GSP would do, but maybe a little more aggressive. I'd like to see a fighter like that. Yeah, but yeah, man, there because there wasn't a ton we wanted to go into on those fights, but I do. I almost feel like I was rushing through them. Because I'm so fucking excited for these two two main events. Yeah, right. So for real. First, we got 
Wei Li Zhang or Zhang Wei Li. I'm pretty sure everyone on this side of the ocean has been fucking it up, doing it opposite, and I've heard it both ways, so now I have no idea. So sometimes I call her Wei Li, sometimes I call her Zhang. Yeah, I think it, I think it depends it where you're at geographically, how you say it. <laughs> I but. think it's as simple as, like, we saw it written, the translation, and they read from uh, from right to left instead of left to right. So I think right. it's just, like, a real lost in translation. But regardless of how you say her name correctly, fucking savage. That, that yeah. little girl can beat some ass. Yeah. I will say right off, USADA better be testing her a lot. <laughs> because... Dude, you see that embedded where she showed her abs? Yeah. Fuck's sake, dude. I, I, know, I immediately set saying. my phone down into like a set of 50. I was like... <laughs> Just that flex. Like, oh, look at this shit. And, and that wasn't even full weight cut abs, dude. Like, yeah. like she's just built like a tank, and she's really yeah. she's built like, like Andrage was, and we saw how that shit went. So right. she also leans heavily on her grappling. I, actually, I had to look up her bio when I was watching some fights last night. She started with some, some random martial arts very, very early on and then got to BJJ pretty quick. She also, so what it said was she saw she was a personal trainer at a gym, makes sense with her having such a crazy physique and being so well conditioned and strong she saw some people doing bjj at her gym and we're like hey what's that and then got into that early on and now and actually not even now she's been knocking people out her whole career so having power at that weight as a female fighter is beyond impressive she looks damn near unbeatable but the other half of this fight we're both pretty pretty diehard yuana fans man (laughs) like i said i'm I'm not any less of a fan after she got that little enhancement later. And I'm not talking <laughs> ED, so oh, I'm low-key worried about Yana's weight cut because I'm talking about the fake titties. If anyone has, hasn't seen those, <laughs> you just go to her up. Instagram page. She has every single picture. They're front and center, <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> so Can't I it. am legitimately a little worried. So I was listening to uh, Shab's Below the Belt uh, breakdown on, on this card, and they actually... They're kind of joking. I think it was a fan question, but they were like, could this affect her weight cut? I had to look it up. It's like about a pound and a half for, for a set like that. So for yeah. a girl like that who's damn near killed herself to make weight, like I'm a little worried about that. But assuming she does, which I'm sure she will, makes a cut, makes weight and everything, the fight goes forward. As much as I'm pulling for Joanna all day, I don't know if you have the odds up on that one. I it's very hard. I think to it's see like a again, almost like an even split. I think really? uh, I, I'm glad to see that 185 for uh, Whaley Zong. So Shit. so yeah, pretty pretty even, and we'll see what Joanna comes with. I, the game plan that I think she'd be most successful with, and what she what she does, so it should be how she's she's probably going to fight, is staying moving and just picking her apart on the feet. That would necessitate one not being caught by that crazy power. Uh, Zhang has, she likes to blitz in with a lot of shots. And it's not that she has bad striking at all. It's obviously great. And she has enough power that anyone in that division should be scared to exchange with her. But she does throw looping punches. And that one, that allows Joanna to evade and counter. It's going to be really hard to catch a Muay Thai champion like that with overhands and shit Joanna should be able to avoid and her game plan should be tailored to avoiding those power shots then of course she's gonna have to avoid some takedowns so if she can 
keep Zhang off her, not get taken down, and then stay moving, pick her apart on the feet, I'm going Yoana by decision. That's a huge if, because one, she could, of course, still get clipped, no matter how good of a striker she is, which is well-established, and how, how strategic her game plan is. Yes, she could get clipped, game over. If Zhang catches her, Yoana's probably going out. If she can't stop the takedown, which is also a legit possibility just on the physical differences and Wei Li leans on that grappling side, it's just going to be problems for Joanna. I would see more likely, even though I'm going, I'm just, just as a fan, I'm going with Joanna by decision, point victory, just piecing her up on the feet. I'm saying that Zhang probably takes her down and gets a TKO finish, ground to pound. But I do, I want to see Ioana win this one, man, so bad. I would love to see her get a belt back, get back to that Ioana champion status, but damn. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Yeah, of course, the fan in me, I want Joanna to to win this and get her belt back, because that would be awesome, man. Uh, Especially because it sets up um, some interesting fights from there. Uh, Like, do you make the Rose trilogy? I th- was Rose? I think Rose and Andrade are booked now. I could be wrong, but I think that their rematch is set. I know. Um, yeah, Rose had a f- another fight booked. Uh, yeah, I don't remember who it was. So yeah, I bet you're right. That that would be that would make sense. Um. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, what would happen is is you would get either probably a rematch with Andrade for Joanna if she were to win, and then if, obviously it would be the trilogy with. Um, Imagine the shit Joanna would be on if she got like a head kick KO. Because oh, <laughs> also, be as much as this is a very tough matchup for her, all, looking back at Joanna's record, she lost to Rose twice. It seems like Rose was kind of her kryptonite because she was on that crazy champion tear, looked damn near unbeatable. Rose obviously found a way to win. That's another reason I would love to see that trilogy in the future. But she also, the only other person she's lost to is Valentina. And she fought and her twice was... in Muay Thai. And, and being real, now, it's like, thinking about Yuana versus Valentina, it's like, that's, hell no. That's not, yeah. Valentina is, she's just an absolute savage. She's way she's bigger. She's way and too much ass, dude, for, yes. for Joanna. <laughs> exactly. like, so. like, literally, like, that is yeah. just, that's <laughs> too much woman for Joanna. Like, it's just. It's not a good matchup for MMA just as far as the physicality of it. So I don't yeah. hold that against Joanna at all. The biggest mark on her career is Rose. So if she could she could get the belt back. And then if she got a rematch with Rose, who I'm also a big fan of. But regardless, if that happened, that would be that would be a, the perfect situation as far as a fan goes. But this is about as tough as it gets. I, I feel like, and I'm not doing MMA math here. I'm just as far as a matchup versus Joanna. Wei Lee is a much harder fight for her than Rose. So I don't know, man. I'm just I'm gonna be so nervous as <laughs> as that fight goes. Just to Yeah. I think if Joanna wants to win, she's gonna have to it's gonna have to be a, basically a perfect five rounds, or I mean just short of that, uh, to to get a decision. Um like you said, uh Whaley, you know, she used to be um heavy into fitness and her physique is crazy therefore her cardio is probably nuts i don't know if you've seen any of her training videos but it's yeah, like savage dude, it's literally like watching a machine some sort of fucking it makes me tired cyborg watching yeah, dude. Her like, train. i'm like this is ridiculous it's crazy and i think to me 
you know, my casual point of view is like to me, one of Joanna's biggest issues, especially fighting somebody like Rose and even Valentina, is that her striking is so high level. But a lot of times when she throws so much volume, she also doesn't commit to a lot of those shots. And it's like yeah. like shots where that it's like it's like an inch or two inches away. Had she just fully committed to it could land to me like so many more shots than she does. And I get that. Like that's her style is heavy volume. Um, yeah, and it's going to be true, bro. Would I, I was, would you like to see Joanna stand her bike more and try to land with more power? Cause obviously she has to lean on the, the world-class striking that she has. She's not going to turn into a fucking wrestler or something, but having right. her throw a little less volume with more power. Cause I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't consider that, but that, th- that might right. be, yeah, legit think strategy for something like saying. Yeah, like I think she's almost gonna have to play the rose card, um, and that t- with somebody like Joanna who um, is constantly circling, in and out, throwing constant volume. When you fight somebody who's who's fairly stationary and just waits for the shot, waits for that time that you didn't fully commit and steps in and and connects with you, um, because. Oddly enough, it doesn't happen too often that uh, somebody Joanna fights is going to be the faster opponent, and that's definitely going to be the case in this fight. Yep. Um, Physically, so, she's outclassed. That's that's right. just facts. Yeah. So, but as a she's definitely a better striker. That's going to be really tough to use that in the MMA cage to to get the victory but i saw i'm I'm pulling for johanna all day and praying that she can get a decision victory to get that belt back and then yeah it would just be off to it but i'm not really expecting it to be completely honest yeah i i agree i think again she'll have to fight you know damn near perfect fight yeah for for five rounds um yeah it'll just be tough i mean Joanna's resume is fucking as as just about as good as it gets, man. I mean, she's no joke. Uh, one of the best strikers through and through, men or women, in the UFC. Um, as far as how technical she is. Um, so one other option as far as a game plan, Joanna could try to put her on her back foot instead of being as elusive, because I don't think we've seen that from Zhang yet. At least I haven't in any of the footage I watched to see if she does get, say, a little flustered, if she gets tagged a few times and keeping the pressure on a little more, which would line up more with Joanna's history and her style in the past. But I'm, I'm with you for sure that she needs to commit to more power. That's going to be really her only chance here. Because even if, if she just keeps tagging her, pop, 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 that shit Joanna likes to do, Zhang's going to get her over five rounds. She is. It's just she's going to catch her with a shot or she's going to get the takedown and it's not going to go well for Joanna. So I would definitely like, just like to see her commit to a little more power because it's not certainly don't think this will be her last fight. But if Joanna loses this, it's going to be tough to get back to a belt again. And she already has she has a great legacy as far as a, a female fighter in that division. Easily one of the best ever, but it, it would be tough if she lost this one. I mean, there'd still be interesting fights. She could still fight Rose again, shit like that. But it it would uh, it would probably be the tail end of her career if she loses this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially because you know she did have the two losses uh, to Rose, which is 
you know, with someone who has as much confidence as she does, clearly it hasn't taken, you know, all that much of a hit because she's just as confident as she ever was. But it's got to be hard mentally to get up, you know, after the first loss mm-hmm. to another one to then lose again, you know, to then to have to motivate yourself to come all the way back, um, then to ultimately lose again after you kind of, you know, you went through the fire again. It, it's definitely going to be tough. But I think <clears throat> the one other thing I'll say about the matchup is I can't imagine at any point Wei Lee has fought somebody with um the kind of footwork that Joanna has. So it'll be interesting to see how well yeah. uh Wei Lee handles somebody who is constantly circling her. Um and yeah, I guess kind of how she's gonna adapt to that. Cause yeah, I, I highly doubt she's fought anybody who has the footwork so that Joanna has. If yeah, if if Joanna <laughs> fights how she normally does, like we'd probably expect she doesn't switch up too much. She like I said uses a lot of footwork and light striker striking high volume. It would be interesting because the the thing that could work in her favor, if Zhang gets frustrated at all, like say she can't get a takedown in the first couple rounds, and she is, she's just chasing Joanna in circles around the cage, trying to throw power. Even that kind of freak athlete, that tires you out really fast if you're you're throwing overhands and missing. You're it'll it'll slow her down significantly. The other thing I think Joanna has to do, and I'm sure she will with that Muay Thai background, is try to chop at that leg just to limit Zhang's mobility a little bit. So if she could could gas her out and possibly limit movement with with some good leg kicks, probably try going to that low calf kick then that could certainly work in Ioana's favor and give her a better chance of getting a decision, taking at three or four rounds, which I would still love to see. Even if it is a relatively boring fight, Ioana just being evasive and trying to pick her shots where she can, any win over Zhang is crazy impressive. Anyone. We've seen what she did to Rose and then on Draj, like, God damn, that's just a little Chinese killer. So we'll yeah. see. I would guess that the UFC wants Zhang to win as far as promotional goes, because Asia is such a huge market and <clears> Zhang <throat> is, is a little superstar in the making over there. She's already, he's putting work on her English. I know it's still a r- little rough now, but she has, she's made a lot of progress since her first fight when she was really on all our, on the radar, at least as far as fans go. She could be she could be big. And man, if she does, say she she goes in and starches Joanna. Think about we just have at each division you have you'd have Zhang, Valentina, and Amanda. Just these killers that look damn yeah. near unbeatable. So yeah. we'll see, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be praying for Joanna to pull this out somehow, but I don't know. I guess I'm gonna be nervous as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd love to see her get the belt wrapped around her again. It would be It'd be awesome to see, uh, but yeah, she has her hands full, and I yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching from under yeah. the covers, bro. No <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For real, man. So yeah. yeah, we'll see how that goes. Everyone, uh, pray for Joanna with us. At least, <laughs> don't get hurt. Don't right. don't don't punch her in the titty, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. But. Well, yeah, we'll see. And on to the uh, the main event, man, which everyone in the fight world is very hyped on. Izzy versus Yoel. There's been a little bit of shade as far as does Romero deserve the title shot. 
coming off two losses. No, he doesn't, but I can say pretty confidently for most fight fans, don't give a fuck. It's such a great fight. It's so badass that Izzy was like, yeah, I want one of the scariest guys in the division who shouldn't be, as far as the the previous fights go, he shouldn't be next in line, but it, it went. It, he probably would have been fighting Costa if he he hadn't got injured. So I'm I'm impressed that Izzy wants to fight. I'm fully confident that Izzy's going to get it done. But it's a Romero's such a dangerous matchup for anyone. So what I referenced earlier, this on paper is a classic crazy high level striker being uh, Izzy being a kickboxing world champion before MMA versus the one of the best grapplers in the wrestling sense at least to ever fight in MMA. So Romero has a world champion, I think multi-time world champion as a wrestler and a silver medal in the Olympics. But he doesn't really use his he he of course uses his wrestling in the MMA sense as you're not taking him down. There's no one who's taken down. If you did get a takedown on him, there's no chance you're going to keep him on the ground. He doesn't use wrestling as an offensive tool at all which is fucking insane right but it has worked for him and i think that's more on being such a big guy carrying so much muscle at that weight class i think it, it was more of a, a cardio decision for him like say if he goes in and wrestle got wrestles guys his arms are shot he can't really strike and yes being that kind of athlete he can carry knockout power to the very last second of a fight but i think him not being an offensive wrestler Maybe that was somewhat of his wrestling style. I don't know much about that side of it, so I won't comment on it. But I think it was more of a cardio decision on him. So what Yoel does is basically wait. He uses some very weird defense. We've seen him use like a high elbow guard before, yeah, shit like that. But he's he's gonna have he's gonna be very hard to put down because he in probably the the best athlete ever in MMA, at least right up there in the discussion for that basically has no neck traps go right down from that bald head you're gonna have to catch him with a crazy shot to put him down if anyone in the division can catch him with that crazy shot it's izzy so i i expect adesanya to do a lot of what he did to whitaker to absolutely pcol up on the feet i think he's gonna clip him early on so then he'll be able to avoid any grappling exchanges, if if Yoel does want to clinch against the cage or something like that, I think Izzy will be able to turn off and and get separation and keep his striking going. I want to see him. I'm saying I'm going to be bold with this prediction, man. Izzy with a, a question mark kick KO, just like that highlight reel from his kickboxing career. I think he's going to piece Yoel up on the feet, set it up. He's going to throw a lot of kicks, and then he's going to throw that, that question mark kick for... For anyone who, who isn't familiar, it's like throwing a, a rear push kick and then you flip it over into a round kick. So a very deceptive quick move, which Izzy's one of the best in the world at throwing that. So that's what I'm looking out for. Of course, he could land punches or any other kind of kick, too. But for some reason, I'm just feeling that question mark kick to come out and smack Romero right in that big-ass Cuban head. <laughs> and at least rock him. I don't think there's a KO. I think Izzy by TKO. I'm going to say in the fourth. Fourth? Yeah, I I don't know, man. There's so many questions with this fight that I, I had a, a pretty difficult time trying to trying to sort out um, like who I was who I was gonna pick because I don't think Izzy's fought 
anybody like Yoel, which I mean, I think anybody who fights Yoel has probably never fought anyone like Yoel, like up until yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, and so to try and compare it to something, I didn't really have much, but um, yeah, I don't know. I to I guess to try and get a read on how Yoel fights against uh, you know a high level striker. I watched Yoel versus Machida. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I think Machida and Israel are are probably around the same level as far as striking goes. Like Machida's no joke um, as far as how technical he is. As he might be a little bit better uh, with the kicks, but um, as far as the footwork goes, uh, Machida definitely circles better and kind of moves around the octagon a little bit better than Izzy does. But at the same time, we really haven't seen Izzy have to use all that much footwork. He usually kind of plants his yeah. base. Um, like when he fought Kelvin, they both kind of would bounce back and forth between who had the center and who was outside. And it was just kind of that back and forth. And even when he fought Whitaker, like, you know, Whitaker just yeah. kind of moved in a straight line every time right at him. There wasn't much to it. And, um, you know, for as, as great uh, a footwork that Machida had, you well found a way um to land some shots on him. Ultimately, he he went he got a takedown and then just absolutely fucking abused Machida with elbows uh, as soon as he took him down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just don't know if it's it's tough because so, we just don't know how Yoel is going to fight this if he's going to try yeah. and go for a takedown because he also I think you got to think too is he has nothing to lose, man. This is this is yeah. without a this doubt his last title 43. shot, forty three. I don't know, dude. Like, I think we've seen Yoel take some shots from Paulo Costa, and he got dropped, didn't put him out. He got and rocked, Whitaker. and he got rocked by Whitaker with a fucking head kick that he just ate completely, dude, mm-hmm. to the side of the head, like full Fuck shin off, to the side like of the not, head. Man. Yeah, man. And obviously, Izzy proved to us that he has a lot of power. Um, but I mean, he also got caught a bunch by. Kelvin, who's also, I believe, Yoel Southpaw as well. Um, and we saw that Izzy's very susceptible uh, to that left so, hand. Yeah, so I, I, and I do. I hear you there. It makes me nervous. I do actually think if there's any fight where Yoel is going to lean on grappling a little more, it's this one. So you said it's his last fight. Going for broke for him, yes, as much as he can use that explosive power, which he's done many times, and drop a, a crazy power shot on someone with his hands... Going for broke, in my opinion, for him would be leaning on the grappling and risking gassing out, and this is the time to do it. Shoot, I think he should he should be shooting from the first bell until he can't do it anymore. And yes, of course, he's gonna have to mix in other things. MMA, it's not wrestling, but against a striker of Izzy's caliber, that's just a stupid game for him to play. And he, it is what he's been doing for a large part of his career, so. It wouldn't surprise if he does just try to stay conservative on the feet and land that crazy, crazy power shot. But if if I were his coaches, I would be begging him to shoot the entire time. And I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't see him. I don't see him catching Izzy with the power shot. Of course, he could if it connects. Adesanya's going out. I think he's his entire game plan is going to be tailored around avoiding that and the takedown. And what you mentioned, I think, is going to be key is he's going to have to move a little more because 
he almost plays it similar to Connor as much. Yes, they're they're different stylistically, but as far as staying very close to people and then throwing a lot of creative shots at them, the difference being, and Izzy said it many times, he just likes to touch, 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 wear people down, and then the the strike that really damages them will land. If he's throwing his hands and kicks, one of them is going to do damage. It's going to be on the perfect timing and placement, not necessarily throwing it with full power, but he does like to stay largely right in front of people. And yes, he does. He stays at range and counters perfectly. He's he's one of the best in, in the UFC at that. But I'd like to see him move and circle more and then do the same thing. And I was referencing the same with like Connor, one of the best strikers in the UFC too, really likes to go forward step by step with people. The most movement that I can recall off the top is what he did against Aldo, just bouncing in and out. And that ended real quick. So we didn't get to actually see it. He likes to go forward and stay just out of range of them and then land his shot. And I see Izzy doing the same thing within his style. Definitely a little heavier on the kicks, but I he needs to he needs to move laterally or circle more for sure against someone like Yoel so he doesn't take the chance of getting clipped by that power shot. But I do I would expect him to have a game plan set up so he will draw that power out from Yoel and then counter immediately. So he's probably been drilling exact counters to to come back after. I don't know if Romero is technically a southpaw or orthodox. I think he does actually switch it a lot, but I don't know which is the, the power hand that he, he drops people with all the time. I'd have to go back and look on that. Typically comes out uh, in southpaw stance for most of his fights, I believe. So is it the left hand that he starts people with so many times? that power shot or is his right i just don't know i can't remember yeah but he he, he for sure switches a well, lot i know regardless yeah yeah it, it doesn't matter so we'll say he does come south probably even if we're wrong it, the the point is the same here izzy will have a, a combo counter lined up for that exact shot and he'll be just out of range when Yoel throws it and come back one two three whatever maybe a kick to follow it and then he needs to move he can't go one two three and then try to evade Yoel again. I think he needs to stick move, stick move, and still the same basic game plan he's used against everyone, just a little bit more movement with the feet. And I would expect Izzy to do that. The other side, and I, as far as I can tell, Yo- Yoel hasn't lost any of the athleticism at 43. It's insane. You know, everyone saw that backflip he did in the, yeah. the presser. Ridiculous, yeah. just how athletic he is. But... Izzy purposely took this fight right now. He's very similar to Connor. He lines everything up at the right time for him in his career. As you said, Yoel's coming off a few wars. So if he's ever susceptible to being KO'd, it's now. And if there's anyone to do it, it's Izzy. So I think that the Adesanya catches him as I'm still on the stick with the fourth. And he, he catches him probably with a head kick and rocks him enough to get the TKO. Don't see anyone getting a like a, a one strike walk off KO against Yoel. He's just too much of a freak, too durable. But I I think Izzy will get the TKO finish in this. At the very least, he'll get very similar to how Whitaker beat Yoel in those questionable decisions. I could see it going the distance, being kind of a war, and Izzy getting a decision 
on just getting three or four rounds. But if it does go the distance, he is taking some power from Yoel. He's going to get hit. Even if he blocks it, like, if Yoel throws, it's going to hurt you. Like, he can fully rock someone even if you have a perfect guard up. So, yeah, because Kelvin, such a spike. Kelvin yeah. found a left hand pretty consistently um, despite Izzy having that long reach uh, and and sort of like shoulder roll kind of kind of technique. But um, I think that Izzy will be a little more conservative versus Kelvin, whether he learned it from that. I also think that was kind of his game plan with Kelvin. I think he realized because as much as Kelvin is a bad motherfucker in all ways and he, he can starch people for sure. We saw what he did to Bisping. He doesn't have quite that insane. No one has that power like Yoel like again that's right. just one of the biggest freaks we've ever seen and outside of like a Francis or another heavyweight or someone no one's throwing that kind of power so and the way Yoel throws it too he just waits sets up sets up it's uh yeah that's like that's mostly yeah, what I'm interested to see is how how Izzy handles kind of just how Yoel is willing to become a fucking punching bag like he literally will just walk you down, but like yep. you know he he doesn't stick his head out. He just kind of like walks straight up so that you're you're just barely out of range. And you know th- you'll throw a shot and then mm-hmm. he'll step in a little bit closer and just like he he forces you to have to keep him keep him off. Um, so what is and, he has to be very careful of is getting his back to the cage. If he lets right. Joel do exactly what you're saying and back him up, he needs to immediately and with and that's, feints as far as the footwork too, one way and the other, and exit immediately. Because if he gets caught on the back foot and gets backed in, like he's trying to evade going straight back, Joel's going to blitz right forward and and drop that power hand on him. Yeah, and and that's kind of my point is we haven't seen Izzy show too much footwork we saw a bit in the Whitaker fight um mm-hmm. just because Whitaker was coming right at him um you know that trying was, to Whitaker did not have a good game plan for that man no, we talked about dude, it before but yeah that right. was and nothing against or like Rob's a savage but he he did not fight a smart fight against Izzy and it showed and that's why Izzy had such a dominant performance against him yeah and so like it's tough to kind of use that example but I mean I didn't I, I don't know. Maybe other than his first fight against that, I think it's like Moretti or whatever, like the the French guy that he fought for one of, I think it's either his first or second fight in the UFC, which personally, I think he lost that fight. Um, I don't know if you ever watched it or not, but... I haven't um, watched that one. Yeah, it was definitely a little bit suspect. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just interested to see how he handles that pressure from Yoel. Um, and yeah, I guess how that sustains over five rounds and, and what kind of attacks he plans on using. Cause you know, you can take some shots and if he just kind of plans on, you know, piecing him up for five rounds, like, can he sustain that? Um, I think Izzy absolutely plans on finishing him. I think that's why he took this fight right now. Cause he thinks he can knock Yoel out. So yeah. I don't ex- I don't expect to go, to go the distance at all. Whoever wins, if Yoel caught him with a shot, if Yoel did do what I think everyone believes he should and lean on his wrestling and try to get some ground and pound in, the fight could of course finish that way. Like you said, if he he did what he the way he he fought Machida, but I yeah I really I think a lot of it too outside of the actual analysis of the skills and the match of all the real stuff. 
it, I think it's just Izzy's time. I think he's on that Connor wave where he's he's coming up, and I think it's the he's he's just hitting, firing on all cylinders, coming perfect. And he even if he he does take a shot, even get rocked, I think he's still he's gonna find find an opening for probably a head kick because as much as not that Izzy doesn't have power in his hands, he does. Yoel's just another level. You're, it's going to be really hard to to piece him up and do actual damage with your hands outside of, say, like, shutting an eye or maybe getting a cut, some shit like that. If Yoel does try to clinch, which I'm sure he will at some point if the fight goes any amount of time, I would love to see Izzy throw some elbows and try to cut up Yoel's giant bald head because that's just I think honestly and this is we're going to be talking about it a lot more very soon with the Tony Khabib I think trying to cut people with elbows is way underutilized because it's a it's just another option to end the fight and as much as I don't think you should ever bank I'd be like oh I'm gonna hope like maybe Tony will but outside of that be like I'm just gonna try to cut this guy and get a doctor stoppage of course, not thinking about the stoppage, but if you cut someone, then it obscures their vision. And just knowing that they have blood coming out, it's going to make them fight kind of desperate. And if you get Yoel a little bit desperate, throwing winging power shots, that's not catching, is he? He's going to have to, unless it's just a very lucky shot. If he's at distance, so he's one one step out of range, Yoel tries to blitz in, he's going to be able to evade that every time. I mean, he was one, like, three or four world-class kickboxing fights in a night like he's that that's what he does so he's so used to that with crazy high-level strikers throwing ridiculous power at him that and also worth noting too izzy was was ko'd i believe it was in a title fight in kickboxing and that's when he decided to move on to MMA. he's talked very positively about it. he's like that was that's what happens i took that learned from it you keep it moving so i think it's good that that happened to him in kickboxing and now in mma he's way more aware of how that can because another thing and he probably he, he wasn't yeah there might have been a few guys that i'm unaware of but he wasn't fighting the caliber of athlete yoel is in kickboxing i think he was down to stand and bang a little more back then and he think he learned his lesson from it yeah yeah it's uh yeah i don't think anybody has but, again right, has fought Oh yeah, go ahead, sir. I didn't want to cut you. I just want I I'm go like I said, I'm going Izzy in the fourth. We got to get your your actual prediction on this if you have to. It's, um, I know that's well. I I this will be the last time I do it. If if Izzy wins, I will not bet against him again. But I'm taking Yoel KO. Oh second. really? Damn. Yeah. You think he's gonna catch him with that overhand? I do. Shit. I, yeah. Because yeah, it could definitely Yoel on the second. Fuck. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna feel out Izzy in the first. He's gonna feel what he has to hit him with. Um he's gonna kind of take it slow, kind of feel out the fight. And then I think again, it's the tit- it's his last title fight. He's forty three. I think he's gonna go for broke. And uh, you don't think he's gonna wrestle a little more? You think he's gonna do what he's done and just try to drop that that power overhand? I, you know, that's, again, like, I kept trying to think about it. And I was like, I don't think so. Because, I mean, literally, you're going to wait until the last fight, probably the last fight of your career to wrestle. There's no probably indication not. that he will. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. expect him to. I'm just, that's another, as a fan, I'm hoping he I does. Wanna, like, I want to see One it. of the best wrestlers ever 
do that shit, man. Do what. Also, yeah, do we what haven't seen class. anyone try and wrestle wrestle Izzy yet. Really, I mean, at least to that high of a level. Um, yep. So, I think we definitely saw some grappling with Kelvin, but um, yeah, I, I would love to see what Izzy can do uh, again as far as trying to, you know, avoid the takedown from somebody like Yoel. But yeah, I don't know. I. After watching the Kelvin fight again, um, and I don't know, I guess, yeah, like what Yoel, like, given it was five years ago when Yoel fought Machida, I guess just like what Yoel was able to do against um, even Whitaker, who's like a pretty high level striker and has good movement. He caught yeah. him a bunch of times, dude. Like he yep. catches people like he fucking he caught uh, Rockhold. Like he just mm -hmm. finds a way, man, like. It's like pretty much everybody he's fought, so, he's caught them at some point. The difference I see with Izzy versus Whitaker, as far as, yes, Izzy is a better striker. We didn't say it. We'll pretend their striking is roughly on par because Whitaker is a really high-level striker for MMA. I think the difference will be the length, and I don't mean the reach here. How tall Izzy is, his head's much farther away, especially right. when he, he leans back a little a lot. When he does that, I think it's going to be much harder for... Yoel to find because it takes another millisecond for him to blitz forward and actually reach Izzy's chin versus Whitaker. So I, I do, I'm expecting Adesanya to be just out of reach for much of the fight and doing exactly what he does. I think he will. I think when Yoel starts to get tired, he will add, try to add in a little clinch work grappling, and I don't think it's going to work. I think Izzy's already going to have him pieced up enough in the, the second and third that he's able to, to break the clinch uh t turn off the cage all the the basic mma stuff and get back to where he wants to fight which is obviously striking at range yeah. but yeah this is another one man i'm gonna be nervous i am i'm kind of just being a fanboy but i want izzy to win i want him to go starch costa it's getting annoying as fuck man as much like yo yeah. we're both fully american izzy said that 9-11 shit which he and he owned it he didn't even make an excuse at all he was just like yeah i was just talking and came out sorry like no obviously no disrespect no i don't think any at least not many people took that personally but when costa tweets at him like how are you going to disrespect like dude he wasn't disrespecting any dead people no and Again, and you're a douchebag for trying to get fans off of defending. Yeah, it was just United some white States. white knight yeah. bullshit. I really want to see. I want to see that fight. So, who yeah. who who knows if it'll it'll happen? This is a a giant fucking Cuban roadblock in the way to that. But yeah, I'm definitely going with Izzy on this one. Can't lie, you got me hella nervous now. I was like way more confident <laughs> before this. But, um. Not that anyone, you shouldn't be confident with anyone fighting Yoel. He can can end oh, a fight. Yeah, in, yeah. that guy's guy's terrifying, life. dude. Yeah, let me yeah, ask. Yeah. Yoel slaps your girl's ass in the club. What are you What are you gonna do? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> thank him, shake his hand, <laughs> ask for a fucking <laughs> autograph out of nothing. Man, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> oh, absolutely oh, fucking nothing, man. I'm gonna yeah, be I'm like, can you? This one, I'm like, can you teach me to salsa dance? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much going to be like, you tell that man thank you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do whatever he show, fucking tells you. You show some gratitude to that man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> show uh, some goddamn respects. Yeah, either way, 
Yoel has had a hell of a career. I don't know, man. So just on the hypothetical, we'll say if Yoel does win, do you think he defends the belt? Which I think he probably probably would because he's got to be getting to the end of it. I have no idea about his contract, but yeah, because it, it does get interesting from there. Because you had you have Costa all like the, yeah, it could be the Costa rematch. Maybe they do it in Brazil or some shit. Like did they fight in Brazil last time? I don't think so, but they could have. Damn, that'd be huge. Um, but or I mean, say, uh, I feel like I'm fucking out of the loop a little bit. But has Cannonier Till been booked? They didn't. They didn't get it to happen, right? I feel like Cannonier's I fighting somebody else, isn't he? Thought it was booked, but yeah. Then I've heard. I just saw some shit yesterday. People being like, "Who's Till gonna match up against?" So it maybe it it never got confirmed. Yeah, I feel like there's just so much that's been being been announced lately that I just kind of fucking. But that's another um, reason, man. Like, I would love to see Izzy versus Till. I don't want to see Till versus Romero. Personally, that's just not as exciting as a fan for me. Is it would be a yeah. good fight, but I would much rather see Izzy versus Darren than than him versus Romero. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know what happens if Romero, Romero wins. Um, maybe like him and Cannonier if if that happens. But I bet you they would set up the the rematch with um with uh, Paulo Costa just because honestly, you could have said Yoel won the first one. Honestly, I think he did. I just think I that, think he did too. Yeah, yeah. I just think Absolutely they. Absolutely do. You know, I think Costa's uh, undefeated, so I think they just. I, obviously, it's you know, I don't think there's full blown corruption. I don't know, dude. A part of me does think like somebody tells the judges beforehand, like who's yeah, who and like who has hype behind them, and they're like, "Look, if it's close, give it to this guy because you know ultimately that's going to propel the sport. Therefore, your bitch ass gets more money, so you make the yeah." Decision. There's not full blown corruption. There is full blown shady promotion, and the other thing is that we've all complained about a lot recently, just as fight fans. The judges are so clearly influenced by the the fans who are there. Like when someone barely touches John, nothing against Dominic's performance. I'm still, I think that was a clear victory by John. But if someone touches him, the whole crowd goes crazy. I mean, so whoever, if it's in New Zealand, Hooker versus Felder, every time Hooker does anything, the home home crowd is going to, that influences the judges for sure. It, all right. it, it really does, and this it's, it's nothing too complicated. It takes, you have two equal shots, the hometown guy, it's going to seem like his landed harder. So instead of objectively judging it like you could on a fucking screen if you didn't have all the crowd noise, like they should be doing with replay and all that, you have, oh, damn, he really caught him there when it was it was an exchange. They each caught each other, you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that does happen way too much, but they're also... It wouldn't surprise me at all if there were some actual crooked judges. I don't think it's too widespread, but in the same way, like there's been a few crooked refs in the NBA who bet on games and shit. And did they ever like lose someone a championship? Doesn't seem like it. But there were some games looking back where you're like, damn, that was a fucking four terrible calls at key moments. So yeah, dude, the NFL is notorious for shit like that, man. Like, yeah, it's there's definitely corruption and some like. No matter what the scale is. Um, yeah, there's influence for sure. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Shit. man, this uh, it's going to be a hell of a card. Can't wait for this weekend already. But I think that about wraps it up. Is there anything else you wanted to add on for this card or, or otherwise? 
No, I got nothing, man. I'm just fucking, I'm super hyped. I guess the other thing, actually, yeah. I mean, the other thing we have to think about, I guess, is what the fuck happens if Yoel doesn't make weight? Um, yeah. Oh, Izzy still fights him all day. Cause you know yeah, he's, he's, he's still going to fight him for sure. But oh, bro, if we had, if he won and then there was no belt, like the we just saw at Flyweight, that would be so frustrating. Yeah, really. Damn. All right, I'm going to be just as nervous on Friday for the right. weigh-ins as yeah. anything. We'll see. He seemed to have made weight last time pretty easily. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like... good at this point, but it can get harder to cut weight as you age, so you just never know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. Damn. All right, man. We'll, uh, we'll most likely be doing a, a recap of this card, because uh, I'm sure it's going to be good. If for some reason it's a sleeper, boring fight, then we'll probably skip it. But if all things go go as they should we'll we'll be recapping the the big fights on this one for sure i mentioned last time i'm gonna upload the audio as well in in podcast form i just got that going so it's it'll take a few days to be on itunes it's already available on some platforms due to some uh conflicts in the the naming we went at the moment we're going with with tfc combat sports show so that's what it'll be as a, a podcast where most of the clips and and the best stuff we're uploading it's going to the the filthy casuals mma on instagram and those will just be individual fight breakdowns or topics like we've been doing and i like how that's going so far man we we're talking before we started here we're going to play around with possibly doing some stuff live whether it's instagram live or youtube i think that'll be cool too and yeah we'll just see how it goes from there but yeah the the filthy casuals mma on ig and tfc combat sports show anywhere you can get a podcast and that should all be live by this weekend it's already we're already on spotify with that shit but it should be itunes and stitcher and all that other podcast bullshit soon enough all that uploaded and yeah we'll be back next time